Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I will talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks and everything in between, never forgetting the talc. This is Dynamo's Dozen. And boys and gals, you are very, very welcome to Dynamo's Dozen. With the new home of Dynamo's Dozen, like I mentioned during the week on social media, Anchor is the brand new host of Ireland's number one podcast, Dynamo's Dozen. I say that with conviction because it is true. I laid the foundations. I've laid, I paved the way. This is what it is. This is Ireland's number one wrestling, sports, entertainment, sports, fresh socks and jocks. Throw some muesli in there. Mix it with some movies and you've got the number one podcast in Ireland and possibly on the planet. And never forget the talc. So this week, um, as our brand new relaunch under the Anchor banner, I have an amazing special guest today. I didn't announce it because I wanted this to be exciting for y'all and this is going to be super exciting for me personally. But it's also going to be really, really exciting for you guys and gals as well. Without further ado, I'll just leave it at this. So I am here with the man who is in the blue corner from Oldham, England. <laughs> my man, Marty Jones. Marty, welcome to Dynamo's Dozen. How are you, my friend? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, my friend. This is uh, this has kind of been in the works for probably since the podcast started, actually. I think um, you were just waiting for the timing and stuff like that, but now is the perfect timing. Um I'll start off by saying commiserations on on the World Cup. Um, the boys done you proud though. At the end of the day, not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's a learning process, but I think they went as far as they could go. So near, so far, but it's like everything else. It's, it takes two to tango, just like the wrestling business. You know, you got to give it hundred and ten percent, or else you waste your time. True enough, true enough. Uh, I suppose the most important thing that we are talking about is the wrestling business. Um, I mean, you know, it's an absolute, I want to start off by saying it's an absolute honour and a pleasure to to, uh, to be able to speak to you. Um, somebody that uh, I personally grew up um, watching and when I got into the business myself, went back and re-watched um, and... As I say, it's just it's an absolute honour and a privilege. So I really do thank you for uh, for taking the time out to come on the show today. And tell me, Marty, you uh, you know, let's 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 start with what you're doing now. I mean, you uh, you you run an amazing amazing wrestling school, um, and you know, for all the Irish wrestlers or wannabe Irish wrestlers that are thinking of getting into the business. Um, they, you know, just just tell them a little bit about the skill because you've had, um, guys like L. J. Cleary, 
um, and Valkyrie and Michael May over at your school. So, um, basically, tell me a little bit about the school, um, how they can get in touch, how you know young guys or girls can 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 find you and come over to uh, to, to train with yourself. Yeah. Um, with Johnny Saint to do a seminar. Yeah. The worse said about that, the better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just put it on record. It was a, let's say, a mistake on our part about not doing our own work. There was a shit Irish promoter over there who thought it was a dog's bollocks and it was nothing. But anyway, that's beside the point. I went over there and I'd had a. It was time to have a bit of surgery. Uh, on the old legs. Now, my right ankle is actually born on bone. We've been in the business for so many years. I was getting a bit of chip, you know, walking, and I had it checked out, and they said it's bone on bone. So they was going to fuse my ankle. But they said, we're going to do your, your left knee first because it's in bits. So I said, nothing wrong with my knee. Nothing wrong with it at all. But you've got to take a bit of medical advice. So I did. And cut the story short, I had a full reconstruction of my knee. There was at that stage in my life when I was living on my own and I had um, this knee surgery. I went over to Ireland, like I say, 14 months later. Not a problem, but it got infected. Now, I've got to say, it got infected while I was in England. It wasn't the Guinness that infected it. Well, <laughs> um, I was such in, in such a bad way that I got straight back off the plane with Johnny Saint, rushed me into hospital. And the average infection is like 0 to 25, it's just tablets, 0 to 50. We were jabbing the backside, and 0 to 100 would be intravenous drip. And mine was 370. Wow. So he operated on me there and then to try and save my leg, he just took him off one time. Yeah. So I had a knee construction for the second time and a third time and I think I'm the only wrestler in the business that's had four new knees on one leg and it is me thinking I didn't need one but all's well and as we speak now it's been several months and everything's okay and I'm slowly getting back into the ring but I was approached by a guy who wanted to teach his son on a one-to-one basis and I quite enjoyed it and I thought, you know something, I want to put something back in the business. So this guy opened the gym, well we both did open the gym in my hometown, it's called the Squared Circle, just outside Oldham. Yep. But on the, on the motorway network, very handy to get there by the train and, and then word got round that I was opening this gym and then right, I started getting a few people. And then, as you know, Johnny Saint's a very good friend of mine. Yep. He came down with me and we did a bit of a seminar. And I've always had a good relationship with uh, Michael May and, and uh, Phil Biden on it from the Fight Factory. I've been over there, done a few seminars. And I got involved with some Italian guys. And before I knew it, he was getting internationally renowned. And I was having people come and go, and the square circle 
was me putting something back in the business. But I think what I was doing uniquely, I wasn't, I'm going to put it very politely, I wasn't into like the American wrestling type of thing. Sure. Even though I admire it, don't get me wrong. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, sure. Trying to bring it back to the world of sport days when we used to wrestle on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. By telling a story. Yeah. You know, by working, deflecting two athletes on the fight. Yeah, yeah. And what I couldn't understand that there's people coming from all over the world to the gym and they were doing exactly the same stuff. Nobody was doing anything creative, nobody was doing anything different. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, you look at Tyler Bates and Pete Dunne and that. Pete Dunne, he, he's like Jimmy Brakes of old, working the arm. Very much so. Very much so. And he's got the... He, he's not necessarily the biggest guy in the world, but he's got those really big, oh. thick legs, and he looks like somebody that can fight, you know? You know, and a lot of the wrestlers, they do look like wrestlers. And I, I like the NXT product, and I like what they're doing. So, <coughs> I can say the Irish, the Fight Factory, and a few other people came over, and I've got a good relationship, and those, those names you mentioned, there's a good little team there, Michael May, and um, Cool Bride, and all them lots of Mr. Cleary, and Aifi, and all them, they come over, as whenever they can, they're totally dedicated, and I'm sure... That's an amazing. That's an amazing story, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, some pe- it, it just goes to show you that, like, in twelve months, you know, it could take 
it could take some guys two years to just learn how to do a proper suplex, let alone, you know, actually tell a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a true, yeah. Because, well, no, I understand where the, you know, they grab him around the waist and they just throw him over his head. Yeah. Next to me, and there's so many, I think we, we, the last time we counted, there's 12 types of suplex, but from a suplex is where you, you, you double arm and yeah. put the head down on your stomach and you go into a bridge. I believe like like a butterfly type suplex or something where you can That's actually right. help. Yeah. 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 And bridge. Yeah. Well, especially when you're three hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's no story, no selling. Yeah. And if somebody starts talking to me about hardcore matches, I get it. I get why they have hardcore matches. But it just doesn't, it's not my cup of tea, especially when, you know, I was only talking to the Pete Roberts. Now, some people might not know who Pete Roberts was, but for me, he was the most underrated wrestler. 20 odd trips in Japan. That's a proper hour Broadway, yeah? Yeah. It's kind of it's it's become. I mean, I guess on that point, actually, um, I I kind of grew up. Um, I'm kind of you know I'm I'm at an age where I was able to kind of get the last legs of world of sport because my uh, here's one for you, Marty. You remember all the grannies <laughs> that, that were in the front row? <laughs> my granny was in the front row of my sitting room calling me in to watch the wrestling with her from a very, very young age. And, um, you know, I'd be sitting there with my Hulk Hogan figure. But at the same time, I was actually, when I look back, I was actually more enthralled by the work that you guys were doing than, you know, the spectacle of, you know, a wrestling, a WrestleMania, you know? Um, because you could see... True. Very true. I mean, it's hell of a problem to the American wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah. One of, the biggest, one of the biggest companies in the world. It's the biggest rock concert it's ever. Made, it's like fashion. I'm pleased to say the miniskirts and the boob tops are coming back. Yeah, yeah. It's like fashion. It's coming back again. But the strong style is gripping the nation again. The American public, you know, they're hard to please, but they've realised... 
very friendly with that really giant. I went, yeah, but when you travel with that guy, it, it's a job just to get in and out of a taxi. Never mind going to a wrestling match. Sure, sure. So, and we looked up at them guys at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, let me let me make a point actually on that actually because um I agree with you. For me, British wrestling and I mean it did come solely from the UK, um was kind of it was such a great base for an am- amazing technical wrestling but also storytelling. Um I mean, you look at for example, I mentioned one name that I always mention on this show and we'll get to him later. But Dynamite Kid, he brought that to Calgary. And you could see, you know, what what became of it from guys like Bret Hart and Owen Hart and Chris Benoit and guys like that. You can see what, what the kid actually brought to Canada. And, and, and then it became like a, I don't know, it just, it became like the, the go-to style with some, I suppose, some intricacies, maybe, you know, little changes here and there. But that style, I think, really was. Am I wrong? Which is amazing. Sure, really. What's her name? Yeah, Tom and Mark. In Calgary? Yes. Oh, nice. Transform people. 
and it's just a protein drink. Yeah. He looks exactly. He looks exactly like him as well, doesn't he? He walks like him. He talks like him. Yeah. His mindsets with him, and I, I was shocked because I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on this fact because it really upsets me. Sure. I go and see Dynamite Kid. How is he? How is he? I know Mark. Mark's a good friend of mine as well. He's a good guy. Okay, and, of course. And it's sad, and if you see him, you just break your heart. Yeah, yeah. And all I'm going to say is that I know what happened, I know these rules and regulations, but he, he, if he's in a lot of pain, he's not with us, he can't speak, he can't do this and that, but the life that he's had to what he's got now, you know, it's absolutely terrible, it's heartbreaking. I agree, he should be, he should be, Definitely in better kind of care for what he's given to the to the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you could get you could get a you could get a flight over for forty forty euro thirty euro. No, but yeah, you know we get online, but they like it as well because we socialise. It's good for me. We go to the Toby Carvery and uh, we just have food for champions, and we all have a laugh and a giggle. And it's it's a break as well to to break it up. But they are doing the fight factory. I am proud because I know for a fact that maybe this year, watch his space. He's number one or two of them. Me, yeah, I agree. I agree. I've, I've got my eye on a couple of guys um, that are going to be on the show as well. Um, I'm definitely going to get the two young Billington boys on the show, and um, hopefully Mark is going to be on the show as well. And Mark would be uh, Mark would be probably more fit to uh, to t- to talk about the Dynamo Kids legacy than than either you or I as well. So. Um, Sure, yeah. He gets he gets emotional talk about it, so it's really I talk about dynamite kid one then uh, the thing is I just want people to remember Dynamite Kid as he was and the starting work that he did. Exactly. We me and him used to not absolutely shit out of each other, but we respected each other. That's the only way we did. Tell me something. How was he? How was he in the ring when when you guys worked? Because I've watched some I've watched some matches with you two guys, and you you worked fucking hard. I mean, you guys worked hard, but 
also safe. I mean, that's that's what people don't realize anymore as well. There's working hard, but there's also working safe where you can actually go and have a beer at the end of the match, you know? Um, yeah. I got you, I got you. You see, you're you're doing you're doing yourself a disservice, though, uh, Marty, as well, because I've I, I've seen the videos. In fairness, I've seen them all. I've seen the progress from day one to now, and you know a lot of it is you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which 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 is not right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, whereas they need their name spread across the fucking posters. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Is he based in Dublin or Cork? <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Hey, oh. <laughs> Yeah, look, at the end of the day, this this podcast isn't all about... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Sure. Well, when you look at, I mean, Irish wrestling was based on British wrestling. Essentially, Irish wrestling historically is British wrestling. I mean, um, I can. T- Well, the south of Ireland, the south of Ireland is what I mean. Um, in the south of Ireland, there wasn't really much training because there was, like, in the south of Ireland, you had, um, you know, name a couple of guys from the south of Ireland rather than the north. There's not many, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, to get, and, and they do all right. But the thing is, the, the opportunities there now far more. But the thing about you, Marty, is you've trained, you've trained big guys, though. You know. Yeah. You know. I was trained by some great people. You know, I mean, Billy Robinson for me was the best wrestler there ever was. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, Tell me a bit about um. Tell me a bit about Ted Bentley. Well, what I can remember about Ted, he was just um, he lived in the Isle of Man and he had a house over in Warrington. Yeah. And he had Steve Wright and he had a, 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 a ring in a barn and he just started doing it from there. And he's um, Ted himself wasn't like a great wrestler. He was just gave the, the lads the opportunity where there's a ring. I was very fortunate when I was a young kid to go with Billy Robinson to uh, Billy Riley's place in Wigan. Yeah. The original snake pit. Snake pit, yep. Years, a lot of people nowadays, they come off the street and they're a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I started wrestling at six years of age. Okay. I was doing some 17, 18, doing Olympic amateur wrestling. Yeah. And I thought this professional wrestler was a load of baloney. I just thought, what a load of crap this is. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, straight, uh, man. You know, the, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think let's let's just put it into perspective for a lot of people. Um that people that may know the name Marty Jones but that don't necessarily know the level and you know the extent of some of the guys that you've worked with. For example, I'll name a few names. We talked about Dynamite Kid, we talked about Rollerball Rocco, we talked about Fifth Finley, Bret Hart, um, also Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan. Um, I mean, Hulk Hogan, that, 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 that kind of says it all. You don't really got to really mention anybody after that. You've worked Hulk Hogan, Kendo Nagasaki. Um, you, you've, you've kind of, you've, you've worked the who's who of professional wrestling. Um, I mean, what was it like working some of those guys? For example, what was it like working someone like Hulk Hogan? Okay. Oh, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good point, yeah. show wow man that's something that's a fucking piece of history right there wow what was it did you meet did you meet him personally and he was a good good guy yeah Chuck Webber, who was a boxer. 
Yeah, sure. He was in the gym with us, trying to, because he went on with Fujin Army. Okay. And Fujin Army and myself had terrific matches. Me and Sammy Lee and people like that. And then when they did the build-up, I was actually on the nights. I've been there some famous nights. Do you remember when Antonio Noki booted the big, uh, great Antonio? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was a prick. Well, he got a receipt for it. I was on there that night. And when he got back to the dressing room, he got another ticket as well. Did he? Who did he? Who did he get a kicking from? Antonio Milky. No, I hit the ring without Antonio Milky, but we just finished it off in the changing room. How, how, how tough was uh, Milky? Yeah. No, never, never. You could tell that by his matches. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did you personally? Did you ever have to? Uh, did you ever have to give a, a few slaps? Yeah. Give me, give me an ex- You don't have to mention names, but give me some examples of certain times that you had to. Uh, and and this is also an, an an education to young guys now as well. So. Well, let me put it this way: you know the wrestling business. Yep. Or you think you know it? There's a match, and I don't want to plug YouTube, but there's a match on YouTube, and it's Marty Jones versus an Australian guy called Digger Nolan. Okay, I'm going to type it in right now, and I'm going to put the sound down, yep. <laughs> and the promoter came and said, Marty, you're the champion. There's a TV show, and I'm sure it was from a place called Rickmansworth. What was the guy's name again? I think it was Rickmansworth, or Bedworth, down the area, Bedworth. Rick Bedworth. Which is also available on YouTube. I remember his father saying to his 
Yeah. And we did like a return contest for it. Because they all expected Finley to win in his hometown. And when he was having a decent worker, there was nothing wrong going down to a guy like that. That's and it, then, yeah. When there was a, you know, there's many times you go to a promoter and say, we're sorry to put our boy over. Yeah, all right. And then he doesn't go according to plan because they shit. And if you put them over, it makes you look bad. I guess it's not too dissimilar for, you know, some of the American listeners that might be listening. It's not too dissimilar to the likes of Ric Flair going into, you know, Texas and beating, you know, some of the Von Erics and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I, I still don't I still don't know. <laughs> he said to you? It's funny because... Well, I'll tell you the finish. I dropped kicked him with my size 12s. <laughs> and I knocked him out. Oh, really? Leg- legitimately? Yeah, I'm not straight. You watch it? Yeah. And he thought he was winning. And he was over for a month. He didn't get changed. He got his gear, put it in the bag, and he left and went home. So he took his, uh, he took his ball and ran home. After that. And there's many times, you know, the, the, the ex-pros will tell you on the lads, there's many times that they've been professional, and then they've gone back in the changing rooms, and they've said to the guy, you know, they've had a disagreement, and they've been professional in the ring and they've carried it on. They've, they've done the best they could, but in the changing rooms, you give them a slap now and again. But you didn't give them, you never took a liberty. Yeah, not in the ring. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's very well respected when someone can actually show their muscle, if you want. 
um, you know, backstage in the dressing room rather than in the ring, you know. Um, I suppose. Well, one one thing I want to kind of do in, in kind of finishing as well, Marty, uh, Marty, is when you look at. I mean, you're a man who's around wrestling all the time now, especially with, um, as you say, with the whole NXT kind of thing going on. Um, you know, we we've got we've got some Irish boys and girls over there now. We've got Becky Lynch and we've got Finn Balor. AKA you know Rebecca Quinn and 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 Fergal Devitt, um, Fergal Devitt's the guy that was able to Fergal Devitt and Paul Tracy I have to mention, are the guys that brought what they learned from British wrestling over in Kent with Andre Baker, the late great Andre Baker, um, and brought it to Ireland. So we were all brought up on the uh, on the British wrestling style. Um, to me, there was nothing like it. There still isn't, personally, um. What, what I guess the point that I'm trying to make, uh, and and by segueing, I guess I'm asking you the question as well. Um, what is the what is the differences with, um, pro wrestling today, versus pro wrestling. In your day, you what what key differences can you point out, um that that that's that's kind of making it, you know, other other than other than the obvious. Yeah. We try to bring whatever the product we've got now back we, to our day. Yeah. We set, we set the stone. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you, at 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, there was 15 million viewers used to watch you. It's true. It's true. In the UK, yeah. It used to fetch yeah. more viewers than the cup final. Yep. World of Sport, yeah. And I'm so delighted for the lads and lasses that have been picked to go on it. Yeah. But it will never, ever be the same. No. And I'll tell you why for one. Okay. They don't respect the referees for a start. Okay. There's not the same rules. You'll never get back to rounds again because people find it boring when they stop for a minute or two minutes. Well, wasn't wasn't one of the rules back in the day as well because I remember my uncle told me this when I was watching because I used to watch any kind of wrestling that I could find, whether it be World of Sport, whether it be WWF, and I was always told that in in British wrestling that you couldn't go over the top rope. Is that correct? Well, no. The rules were if you went over, if you got thrown over the top rope, that was like a disqualification. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was a count of ten. What makes me laugh? Some I go to some shows, this is the truth now, and a third man comes out in the in the ring and now if he hadn't got a black and white shirt on, they wouldn't know who the hell he was. They don't yeah. announce him. Wrestlers don't come out I mean I watch um, the Irish guys on WWE and do the like that. You know, if you've got 
same as was. No. This is what was. It's really... Because by rights, I'm still a champion. I was a champion when World of Sport was taken off television when Pat Roach said, oh, Venus in, that's us done. And they took wrestling off television. That was our shop window. Yeah. People used to watch us on a Saturday and come see us on a Thursday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Full marks were the lads that are on this WOS. Well, all they're doing is trying to get an investor that will buy it. Exactly, yeah. And it's done, it, it's done in an audience. You want a live show. The one that we did, on, I, you know, they asked us as the legends to go and was honoured to do so. It was done in a studio and it looked as though it was just like the gladiators. Clap, yeah, yeah. Say the boom, cheer. You couldn't get the atmosphere. Now, this new product, the world of sport that we've got now, we've got some incredible talent on it. And hopefully, when I can't get it, me, when somebody kicks, say I'm on top of the corner post and I drop kick somebody. Yeah. In our day, the guy would sell it and you'd be getting up on four, five, six. He was having a rest. Yeah. Very similar to boxing. I'll tell you what they do. Um, the, yeah, the guy goes towards them. And the referee, right, is uh, thrown away. The referee might as well just pull a chair up. There's no respect. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I agree. The biggest thing is 80% of the matches are all the same. Yeah, I agree. No, me neither. Me neither. Right? No, I, I could fly a little bit. I could do a car wheel. I could do this. I could do that. Oh, I've seen you do it, Marty. I've seen you do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably do it two times, and the second time I'd get my head knocked off. Well, I'll tell you, if anyone wants to watch a really, really, and, and it's, it's a short um, YouTube video, if anyone wants to watch a really good Marty Jones um, video, there's actually a couple. Um, Marty Jones versus Owen Hart over in Calgary. It's only eight minutes and forty-one seconds long. Um, the one with Owen Hart in this country was the first time Owen Hart got off a plane and he brought him from Manchester to Bradford. Yeah. And we walked straight in the ring and we wrestled in a championship. Yeah, yeah. But you watch that match, myself and Owen Hart, I'm, I'm proud of that match. Yeah, it's a great match, man. And I watched it. Yeah. The match with Bull Blitzer, we all knew Bull Blitzer was Steve Wright. Yeah. When Louis Germany changed his name. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what, 
as I said, we've got we've got a we've got about nine minutes now to finish up on this. Um, what was the you've worked both the hearts? What were the key differences with Owen and Brett? That's true, that's true, I've heard him say that. For sure, he's already helping. Uh, he's already helping the likes of Jordan Devlin and all now. So, yeah, yeah. I believe so, and you know what, Marty. On that note, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I mean, being able to talk to someone that is well and truly, in my opinion, um, a wrestling legend. Not that 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 word gets thrown out to. Uh, yeah, gets thrown out too too much, you know. And you 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 know the the Yankees, and, and I apologize to all my American listeners for this statement, but. Um, you know, I've talked to some great, great people from the British scene. For me, British wrestling will always be number one. Um, I think that's that's kind of showing right now. Um, the 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 fact that you're training, you know, some of these, uh, we'll say British legend legend wrestler, like for example, Donny McKid, um, Big Daddy, um, I think you mentioned there was another. Girl that you wanted me to mention, it was uh, I think it was Lou. Valkyrie, yeah, she's um, she she's she's tearing up, tearing it up. Um, Luke Luke Menzies as well, someone that you wanted me to mention.
successful, if not, get out of it. It's a long, long journey. You start with nothing, you make a few quid in between, and you end up with nothing. But the journey is incredible. The only thing is now, there's been a lot of money thrown around, and if I can teach somebody and get them security out of wrestling, because in our day there was never any security. I had to own a whole three jobs. And not on a sad note, when my wife passed at the age of 40, I brought two kids upon my own. Yeah. And the thing is, I still wrestle. I could have easily packed it in. But you know one thing, Ian, I've never had the police knock on the door once. Exactly. Exactly. And wrestling is a great, great business to be in. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what, Marty, you've made me actually quite emotional here, and it's a great way to end the show, because you mentioned a town that is very dear to me, because I'm from Bray, and what an, ama- what an amazing thing, the home of Irish wrestling is Bray County Wicklow, yeah. and Marty Jones himself used to walk along the promenade of Bray County Wicklow, and now the first universal champion of all t- that can never be taken away was Mr. Finn Balor, a.k.a. Fergal Deva, yeah. from Bray County Wicklow. So yeah. it works in stages, my friend. Um, yeah, what, a, what, a, what an amazing show. This is one of my favorite interviews of all time, I've got to say, Marty. Um, We're 100% going to do it again. Marty, I love you, my friend, and thank you so much. Thank you, Ian. Thank you.